Biden to comply with the law. 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. We are back on the second half of Where in the World is Elijah Har? Very special guest on the phone with us, getting ready to come live. He does I said this earlier, he doesn't play basketball, he doesn't play football, he doesn't play baseball, but he does wear number fifty seven every single day everywhere he goes. Wait a minute, I'm sure the governor has a mean jump shot. I he I'm may sure he may he very well but he may very well. I don't know. He probably leads the league. But uh <laughs> he is the fifty seventh governor of the great state of Missouri, doing a fantastic job. We're gonna be sorry to lose him here uh next year. But uh Governor, you there with us? I am with you today, listening to all these stories about basketball and everything. <laughs> Do you have a mean jump shot? I tell you what, I used to play on the Army basketball team when I was overseas. There we go. And uh, and here's here's the story behind that. I used to play a lot of basketball. I used to play fast pitch softball for the Army in Europe, but uh, it became an issue. Of I felt like I was doing commercials for Ben Gay, so I decided <laughs> it's about time to quit. Well, you can get a little extra drop on your drop ball with a little Ben Gay on the ball, you know. Um, well, we're very glad to have you. I, I've got uh, this is Bradley Jackson, County Commissioner. You put me in the position I'm in, and I appreciate that. Yeah, Bradley. so I can serve yeah. the uh, the great people of Christian County. But I got the sheriff here with me. You're very familiar with Sheriff Brad Cole, and uh, he was co-hosting with me today. And I asked him. I said, "Can you make a phone call? Because uh, I want to congratulate the governor. I want to tell him I'm proud of him." Because we're we're helping take action and take our country back from these illegal border crossings, you sent a, a uh, uh, executive order out yesterday that you're going to send 200 troops and 22 state troopers, uh, National Guard troops and 22 state troopers down to the uh, the border to help out Texas. So tell us a little bit about uh, uh, your executive order, your decision making process, and how you arrived at that executive order. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on, and great to be kind of be speaking to the folks back home in southwest Missouri to, today. But, look, I went down to the border a few weeks back, two or three weeks back, and kind of had to see things for myself and understand what the mission was if we were to send troops down there. Additional troops, let me say, we've been on the border for months here in Missouri with our guard uh, down there already. <coughs> I, think that, I think the one thing that you just realize right off the bat it's just how much chaos is down there and how much you feel for Governor Abbott when, if you can ever imagine, and this is what everybody listening needs to understand, when the federal government just absolutely turns its back on the states and says, look, we're not helping, we created this problem, but you have to deal with it, and with no resources or no ability to do it, other reaching out to other states to help you, and that's exactly why I went down there and realize that, look, if the federal government's not going to secure the border, then us states are going to have to step up and figure out what resources we can help. Because I will tell, I will tell both of you in the listening audience, this is long from being over. I mean, there's still people crossing the border every day, and eventually it's going to affect Missouri. We just been, it just takes a little longer to get here, but eventually we are going to be affected by what's happened to the people crossing that border uh, down there. So it's a matter of just, trying to make sure we're sending people down there and trying to prevent that problem from getting worse when it does come here. I think you're right. And, and you know, I, 
<clears throat> I worked for a company years and years ago, and and I was down in the Monette area, Cassville area, and we've always had an issue with some illegals that that were coming into the country, working in some of these uh, uh, processing facilities, you know, uh, Tyson and Georgia's and whatnot. Um, but you know, it's a difference between just having some illegals that are coming in trying to seek employment somewhere, where now it, it's much more. We have sex trafficking, we have. Uh, a huge, huge, huge increase of, of illegal drugs, fentanyl crossing the border and making it into our state where we're, our law enforcement agencies are working like crazy tirelessly uh, addressing these issues of crime and violence and drugs. And so it, it's here, and it could even get worse. And so I applaud your efforts to, to help try yeah. to stop that. Well, it's, it's, it's going to get worse. And when you when you think of what's happening, you know, it's kind of hard to imagine when you say 10 million people that are coming across the border just because it's an open border. And this is not the where we used to have Mexicans coming across here to do what, what you said, to take jobs and do things around the United States, sneaking in every once in a while. This is a whole different concept. This is literally people coming from countries all over the world that are coming across the border uh, every day in, in the groups of thousands and thousands so let's just put 10 million in perspective for a second. If a population of a state, let's put this in a population of a state, 10 million people would be the 10th largest state in the United States. It would be larger than 40 of our other states. Missouri has 6 million people in it, and now you're talking about allowing 10 million people coming in to the United States. And, and who knows if that number's even correct? Who knows where these people are? We do know that 170 of them has been identified on the terrorist watch list, but that's not even close to being how many people have come across that they don't know. And when you look at that, when you look at the fentanyl that's coming across the border, you know, and again, to put it back here in perspective in home Missouri, we had 42 kids last year that lost their lives. And I'm talking two, three, and four-year-old type kids. They were simply just exposed to it, just happened to be in the same house where this was being used by adults, and they lost their lives. And when you think of the education, the healthcare systems, you know, who's going to support all of these people? And, you know, I'm telling you, I get not all of them are bad, bad people, but a lot of them are bad, bad people that's going to come here and it's going to put crime and we're going to have to deal with what's going on there. And I'm just telling you guys, when you go down there and you talk to Governor Abbott and you, we meet all these other governors met to help him and everything, you realize there is only one person is responsible for that, and that's Joe Biden. He could stop this tomorrow if he wanted to, because he's the one that created the problem. And I don't care whether you're Democrat or Republican right now on this issue. If you continue to allow his policies to stay in place, this is going to get worse. And I do not believe he's going to do anything to shut this border down. And again, that's why 26 governors have said that we're going to help Governor Abbott. Yeah, and Governor, from the law enforcement standpoint, and I don't have to tell you, you know, the amount of deaths across the United States last year due to fentanyl overdoses surpassed anything else. There was more overdose deaths because of fentanyl last year than anything else. And and that's just, it, it's sheer numbers from coming across that southern border because that's where all of those drugs are coming from. Um, and, and, and the Chinese, the Chinese are gladly sending those precursors over to, 
to make those drugs. Um, China is not our friend. We, we've seen a huge increase at the, the southern border of Chinese nationals, um, almost a thousand percent increase in, in those people coming. Those people don't like us. They're not here for anything good. And, and that's a fact. Um, you went to the border, you saw it. Um, you know, some of those remote places there in, in the border that, that you visited that I've seen as well. I mean, they look like third world countries. Oh, you're exactly right, Brad. And when you go down there and you see what's going on on the border and how much the cartel's involved in this. So if you can imagine when you see on TV all of these people that are trying to get across the border, they're paying somewhere between $5,000 to $8,000 a head to the cartel to get them in the water uh, at the border. That's what they're paying the cartel for. And what the cartel's even doing now, this is part of their drug smuggling operations, but they will now take women and children in small groups, push them in the river, they will actually find the ones that cannot swim, and they will get them in the water, tell them they've got to get across to the other side. Well, naturally, they, they're going to get in trouble because they can't swim. And then now the United States has to send our people in there, and they just call it a life-saving mission. So they go in there literally picking people up, drowning out of the water, and all that is is a distraction for the cartel to move illegal drugs right down the river just a little ways further because we've got to put all our resources right there trying to save kids and women from drowning and give them life support while you're smuggling drugs on down the street. I mean, this is organized crime at its best. And, again, we've not seen the end of this, Brad. For you guys that understand about seasoned fentanyl and what we're going to have to deal with, you know, I mean, you guys in the Highway Patrol have seized more fentanyl in the state of Missouri that could kill the entire populations two time over. That's what you've seized. That's not counting what's still out there on the streets. So I'm telling you, this situation is not going to get better. No, it's not. And that, that's one of the things you talk about there that people don't understand and realize that, uh, you know, the cartel, the Sinaloa cartel in particular, they, they absolutely own that border. You do not get across into the United States unless you go through them in one way or another they're going to be involved. And if, if we had a, a group of people, a, uh, and I call them, I, I mean, we in the sheriff world, we call them a, a, a huge organized terrorist group because that's what they are, the cartel is. If those people were here in the United States, I would expect that the, the United States government would send the military in after them and every law enforcement uh, officer that could go straight on at them and, and take them out. I don't understand why we don't go ahead and do that now. I don't care if they are in Mexico. Why? Why can we not do that? I think I think you're right. You know, we we declared war uh, because Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. Absolutely. Right? And, and at that point in time, Pearl Harbor was not even a state. No, of ours. Um, we we they're attacking our border. They're attacking our states. They're attacking our country. America should declare war on this cartel and and, and enlist the help of Mexico in that process or, you know, something's got to change because they're, they're beating well, us at every punch <clears throat> with this president. You know, if you, if you, if you go back to Vietnam days and see what the, when, when drugs were pretty powerful back in that area, when you look at Vietnam, Cambodia, you know, Eastern countries were supplying back then opium and everything else, the drugs that we were using then. And then you look at, at you know, South America, 
you know, we've always had people in these other countries trying to fight the drug, the drug trade. I mean, the CIA, different military ops have been over there trying to stop this. No one has come into our country. But all of a sudden, we have simply just says, look, we're not going to touch the cartel. And the Mexican government at this point clearly is not going to help us because they're a pass-through. Somehow they're receiving benefits out of it. They wouldn't allow people to do that. But if you don't stop this and you don't really, as you guys say, you're going to have to figure out a way to push back against the cartel. And I mean... This is a organized army is what it is. This is not a bunch of gangs. It's not a small group of people. The cartel takes these towns over and have to have the infrastructure in place simply to move millions of people to be able to get them across the border. I mean, this is not a small operation by no means. And uh, look, they are who they are. They are an enemy of this country, period. Yeah, and I th- and at this point, I think they're um, one of the largest uh, threats to um, our safety, even right here in Missouri. Oh, I don't, I don't think there's any question of that. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, we see on the news right now, New York and Chicago and all these people that were sanctuary cities and saying, "Oh, yeah, we're going to take all these people. We're going to take all these people." Now they're all of a sudden running the other direction. And it was okay as long as they were down there in Texas. Nobody had any gripes about it. But I'm telling you, the more people we send to Washington, D.C., to New York, and some of these cities that believe they won't see how much this exposure is and what it does to them, until they wake up and start doing something themselves. And I think you're starting to see that. But the point is it should have never happened in the first place. And for us, 26 states that have band together to say, look, we're going to go help. We're going to secure this border. I mean, we're going to have to step up. How many times in either one of your guys' lifetime have you ever heard of 26 states saying, you know what, we're going to go down here and help this other state because the federal government won't do anything to help whatsoever. Yeah, I've, That's where we're at in this country right now. I, I've never come across that in my, my 51 years. And, uh, it, it, you know, it's a shame. Our, our, our federal government exists uh because of the powers that the state have given, you know, and so they've, they've taken on more powers than what they've been given. Uh, but when we really need them to do something for us, they turn their back, you know, in these sanctuary cities, in a way it's kind of funny because you asked for the problem and, and now you don't want the problem. It reminds me of, you know, a term we use a lot down here, the NIMBYs, not in my backyard. <laughs> Everything's good until it's in your backyard and then you don't want it, you know, uh, but what did they expect, you know, Texas to take on all these people and keep them? I, I think I applaud Governor Abbott for, for uh, loading them up and sending them to the sanctuary cities. They've got what they wanted. It's their problem. Uh, and now they want action. You know, now they want to they want to sue Texas for for sending all these people. Well, you declared you were a sanctuary city. You asked for it. Uh, why don't you yeah. why don't we file suit against the federal government? Because countless states border border counties and and cities are spending countless amounts of money dealing with a situation because the federal government won't simply do their job yeah and you know what <clears throat> this is really not complicated when i went down there <clears throat> to the site down there at eagle pass you literally had three thousand people crossing that pass every day and governor abbott goes in there with his resources and they built these barriers up there with constantine wire and it goes from 3,000 to three. Now, 
which tells you the border can be secured. If we're willing to go down there and put the resources down there, but what is it the federal government, what did the Biden administration want to do? They actually sent people down there to cut the wire. Yeah. To allow people into the country. So they they have no they're not they're not serious about securing the border whatsoever. And I'll be honest about it, and this is the other thing that I that I hang on Joe Biden, where where he should be responsible. <clears throat> Why are we letting people die in that river down there and go through making the cartel rich? That river crossing is in 200 feet of a, of a port of entry. They could literally walk up there, walk across the bridge, and walk in here as, as safe as they could. My point is, if you're going to open the border up, then open the border up, and that's what he's did. But why do people have to get in a river and people have to die and be treated the way they're treated? And you have a smuggling ring of the cartel. They're making billions upon billions in drug money killing our kids here in Missouri. And we're just one state out of 50, guys. We're just one out of 50. And it hasn't hit us as hard as it will other states before this is over. But uh, And then I'm telling you, even if you close the border tomorrow, how long is it going to take you to deal with everything that's happened so far? How will you ever get back on track where we were? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things I think about. You know, we got 10 million people that we, we, we know of, or that's the number that's being put out there that we know of that are here illegally. They don't. They don't belong here. They didn't utilize the the process to come here. I think I, I read a quote that uh, Donald Trump said, "We're not building a wall to keep you out. We're building a wall so you use the front door. You'll use the proper processes to get mm-hmm. into our country." Now they're they're making comments like uh, they're seeking asylum. They're not seeking asylum. They're not. They're not being persecuted in their country of origin. They just want to get into America, and that's not seeking asylum. That's just trying to get into America for whatever reason. Fox News is up on the TV screen here in the studio and. And it's a huge influx of Asians coming across the border is the title that, that was scrolling. And those are things that we have to worry about because we know that China is not our friend. We know that dr- this fentanyl is coming from China. Uh, we have 10 million people in the country. Are we going to change leadership hopefully next year? Are we then going to have to spend tons of resources to go out and find the people that don't belong here, that aren't here legally, and deport them when we could have just stopped them from coming in? Well, I think your point's great. No, you're not, because I'm going to tell you what, you don't know where they're at. You don't know who they are. Yeah. I can tell you right now. You can imagine the bookkeeping, <laughs> what they're doing down there is a joke, I can tell you. Even the Border Patrol down there doesn't like what's going on, and but they're trying to follow orders the best they can to be able to do that. Look, however you cut it, there's a reason you're called illegal. And, and as Brad would know in law enforcement or anybody – the reason that that title was given because you come to this country illegally. It is against the law to come the way they're coming, to be able to do that. We want people to come here illegally. I do. If you want to come to I mean, I've got friends and relatives that have taken that path. You know, we want people to come to this country. We all entered this country that same way. But what we're doing now is just uncontrollable chaos. And it's not good for the people that have worked their way to a citizenship in our state or our country for the people to come in here totally illegally and really be taking away health care from them, taking jobs away from them. And they're having to deal with this situation. It's just a, it's a terrible message for all of us, but to blame us or blame somebody to say, you're not passionate because these people are illegals. Well, let's go back to the origin of the world. They're illegal because they're breaking the laws of this country. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. 
Governor, uh, we appreciate you calling in today. We're up against a break here. Uh, we appreciate your leadership and and uh, your decision-making uh, ability there to, to make sure that the citizens of Missouri are protected by sending uh, our troops down there. Uh, it's always great to talk to you and uh, um, hope to see you soon. All right, good to talk to both of you. Keep Southwest Missouri lined out for me down there. <laughs> We're going to do our best. Thank you. That's number 57. He is our uh, our leader, our governor, and he's doing a fantastic job, and, and I'm proud for him to be our governor. You've been listening to Where in the World is Elijah Har on 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. We'll be right back. and talk that matters to Springfield. Representative Bush is related to allegations of improperly spending federal security money. 93.3 and